You're listening to the Habs Banter Podcast. This podcast is brought to you by All Habs. It features your co-hosts Corey Desormo and Mark Lescutri. I like to make money get turned. I like to make money get turned. I like to make money get turned. Got the white girl talking like the work. I like to make money get turned. I like to make money get turned. I like to make money get turned. The white girl twerking like the- Yo, what's up? Don't know which episode we're at at this point in the season. Uh, it is the first of 2017, so uh, happy new year. Happy new year. Happy new year. Um, happy new year. Congrats to us for picking an intro song that's dumber than the last episode. It'll probably be like dumber than all our episodes. Cool. So, like, I have a bit of a story. Um, and it's already the biggest blunder of 2017, and we're, like, I don't know how many, 11 days into it, so I got a call, like, near, like, leading up to Christmas, and it was my eye doctor. I've gotten the same eye doctor, like, my entire life, okay? She's guided me through everything. Through all your glasses? Optically, if you know what I mean. Yeah. She's, like, shown you the light. Yeah, literally. So, anyway... I get a call from our office, and it's like, hey, Corey, can you come in in, like, two days for your appointment? And I'm like, sorry, that doesn't work, because they book the appointments two years in advance. Like, I only go there every two years. So I'm like, sorry, can't make it. Like, it's really busy this time of year. Do you think I could come in in the new year? They're like, sure, sounds good. How does January 9th sound? Great. Yeah. 8.40 a.m.? Perfect. So better than flames then. I grew yeah, so I grew up in the East End, okay? So now I'm in the West End. So really it's like I'm an idiot because I need to like change eye doctors yeah. to something that's a little more convenient. Anyway, I battle all the way through traffic, right? I'm just sitting there and I'm like on my grind, right? And I get there. That's what you're doing. Like. Yeah, I'm like on the grind, right? Okay. Get there early enough where I'm like, I'm gonna go get a coffee, sit in the coffee shop yeah, for a little bit, go over to the doctors, okay? Crews in there, they're like, hey, like, how's it going? Only see you every two years, right? Not bad. I'm like, uh, here for my appointment, obviously. And they're like, cool, what time is that at? I'm like, 8.40. They're like, oh. <laughs> and I'm like, no, right? Like, no. And they're, I'm like, yep, like, I was booked in in December. You called me. I wasn't able to make it. We switched to the new year. They're like, oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, cool, cool. Let's uh, look into that. <laughs> like, I'm like, oh, my God. I feel like at this point, they knew exactly what was Oh, yeah. So then she's like... just, like, typing away on her keyboard, but she's not actually typing anything. Yeah, yeah. She's just like, bop, 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 bop. Meanwhile, her solitaire game is still on. Yeah, so exactly. So then she's, like, banged away at her keyboard long enough, and she looks up, and she's like, Corey, your appointment's in 2018. And I'm like, what? Like, I'm a year early for this thing? She's like, yeah. I'm like, well, can you just take me? Like, can you take me? And they're like, "Mm, maybe at like 11.45. And I'm like, it's like, it's a work day. Yeah. So, obviously, I'm working. Yeah. You ain't jumping off that grind. So, I'm like, yeah. So, I'm like, sorry, can't. So, anyway, I'm going, they they squeezed me in in March. Oh. So... Man, you know what? I I cannot wait for you to be either one of two things. Too busy that day, and then you get, uh, you'll re, uh, reschedule, reschedule yeah, for yeah, next year, yeah, which will more, yeah. li- more likely be 2019 by then. Yeah. And then either that, or you'll just straight up forget to go. Yeah, pretty much. So that's my story, and I forgot during our intro that you can find us on iTunes, on YouTube, and on allhabs.net. Yeah, so you, just like, no one even knows what... No one even knows like, who we are. What, like, what nobody is really, this? Nobody really listens anyway. No, okay, so let's... Plus, we only podcast once a month. Let's go, into, let's go into Would You Rather. Would You Rather. Let's, right, let's, you have some, let's start with some fun. Yeah, okay. Would you rather go to the All-Star Game, hang out with Carrie and Shay and Michelle for the whole weekend in L.A.? Like, you can have some fun in L.A. It's in L.A. Especially in the middle of winter. Hmm. Or... Spend the entire All Star break with Rajalov and his family. Rajalov and his family. Yeah. No brainer. No brainer. Stupid question, question bro. Was, no clown question. It wasn't a clown. Okay, question. you. No, what would you do? I'd probably. I guess it'd be tempting you all to like 
kick it with uh, Rajlon, but I'd, I'd fire up LA, yeah. Why? I don't know. I feel like the experience with the Rajlons would be amazing. You like, wouldn't know what they said. You'd be like... Part of the experience? Yeah, that's your culture. Yeah, part yeah. of the experience. You know what I mean? Yeah. Am I going to Russia? Like, where am I going? I don't think you do Russia for a weekend, bro. That's a long flight for a weekend. Okay, sorry. I said his family. I didn't know his family was in Montreal. Sorry. Yeah, obviously. Unconfirmed. But, yeah. Okay. Yeah, definitely Montreal. So, I would pick Rajlov. No-brainer. Yeah. Uh, uh, I mean, he's Rajlov my guy. is, like, you do. He's my guy. Like, what if... Yeah, maybe you luck out and he's like, oh, going to Vegas for the weekend anyways. And you're like, wow. You wow. Hang out wow. With wow. Like, how so, like, how eggplant would you be if you went to Vegas with Radulov? What are the different levels of eggplant? Like, well, soft, medium, hard? Because no, it's full hard. Yeah, yeah. And obviously, like, when I said for eggplant, I just meant, like, full, like, 100% eggplant emoji. 100%. Yeah, yeah. Because I knew that yeah. was the answer. It was Okay, cool. Do you want my uh, Would You Rather? Yes. No. Okay, Movie because not. it involves Radulov. Okay. Weird. Okay, so... We used to obsess about Subban, and now we obsess about Radulov. It is what it is. Yeah. Minor adjustment. Uh, okay. Would you rather have Radulov's skill set yeah. and look like him? Because, like, let's be honest, he's he's not the greatest looking cat. Right? Okay. Like, he's, you know... Or... Would you rather look like Tom Brady, but be an absolute degenerate? Like, so you're like, saying I'd like look like Tom Brady, but be me? But you, <laughs> yeah, basically, <laughs> basically your life looking like Tom Brady, or like Radulov's life looking like Radulov. I'm actually gonna answer for both of us. I'll go with Tom Brady yeah. in my life, and you're yeah. you you'll take. Radulov. No, no, really? I actually take the brain, man. man. I think I take the brain. Like my life is great, and I just feel like, man, like it would be fun. Great. It would be fun to have. <laughs> I don't even think like, my life is that great. Like it would be cool. Like it would be cool to have Radulov's skill set. But I didn't even say like Radulov's life. I just said Radulov's skill set. So uh, like, okay. Either I would way. just go and like dust everyone. So you just immensely. be really good at men's league. I would dust everyone in men's league, but I'd be ugly. Or I could be Tom Brady and just be me and be Tom Brady. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, I'm glad we're on the same page. Okay, cool. Good talk. Um, so, everybody's what? injured. Everyone. everyone. Everybody's Wait, injured. You, like, know, you know how everyone is injured when everyone went from, man, can we get rid of DeHarnay to, man, it'd be real nice if we could get DeHarnay back for some center depth. Yeah, I <laughs> I haven't heard peep about the guy, to be honest. I know. Um, like, is he in Montreal? Not really Montreal. sure what he's up to. So we figured we'd do a little segment called uh, What is DeHarnay up to? Because I feel like I feel like he's watching the games in like his overalls. Like no tarp, just like Davey in his overalls with like a bag of Cheetos. Yeah. And then during the intermissions and stuff, he prints off everybody's coursey. And he takes a highlighter. I agree with the Cheetos. And he takes a highlighter, and he takes a highlighter, and he just draws, like, flowers around Max's... Yeah, yeah. No, that's fair. That's fair. What do you think? I think he goes to, like, Like, is there a Chuck E. Cheese in the Montreal area? Or, like, something similar? Because I'm sure he's there a lot. Yeah? You think he's at Chuck E. Cheese? Yeah. Okay. I can just see him enjoying Chuck E. Cheese. Maybe it's because he has the build of a small child, but... It could be. I just picture him as a big Chuck E. Cheese or Dave and Buster's guy. Okay, Dave, Dave, yeah, Dave A. Buster. Dave A. Buster. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like he also sends, like, you up texts to every single player. No. On the no, team. no, not everyone. Just Max. No, 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 no. No, no, no. He sends them to everybody on the team because he doesn't know what you up texts are. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, he sends, like, you up just to make sure he they're in bed for curfew. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. Because he thinks, yeah, he thinks, he thinks he's doing the right yeah. thing for the team. Yeah. But, like, half the guys are looking at, like, most of the guys are looking at the text being like, oh. Man, you know what? Like, Davey. What if, like, he accidentally... Like sent that to the wrong person. Like he's scrolling down, he's trying to send it to Max, but like he gets the wrong patch already and sends it to Max's wife. What or happens? Like, or like Maxim. Yeah. Exactly. It, big trouble. Big trouble. Breaking so, news. Breaking, breaking news. news ter- um, David Deharnay not getting renewed Loss- because lawsuit because he's having an affair by accident. Lawsuit. He attacks lawsuit. With a teammate's wife. Okay. I, that's just breaking news. So you heard it first. Yeah. 
Um, anything else about Darren and what he's up to? I feel like we summed it up pretty well. I think um, I think we brought some cold hard facts to that discussion, and I don't know if there's anything else we can add to it. Okay. So right. Gallagher is also injured. Gallagher, uh, man, poor guy. Not even you'd think more guys get would get hurt in front of the net, like get hit in the hand, whatever from right. Right. from random slap shots. Right. But this guy get it doesn't happen that often, all things considered. But this guy, Galley, gets hit twice, two years in a row with the same hand. This time, friendly fire from from uh, Weber, whose shot isn't uh, it's no joke. Right. It's no joke. It's it's no joke. It's no joke. So, that's no joke. So this is the second time this year, or no? It was second, last year. Second no. season in a row. Yeah, second season in a row. So yeah. last year, who clocked him? Do we remember? Uh, it was an opposing defenseman. I can't remember. Okay, didn't matter. This matter. year, friendly fire. Yeah, Shea Weber, scariest stop shot in the league. Breaking news. Hit Gallagher right in the hand. Uh, it looked pretty mangled. It looked nasty. So let's do a segment called uh, "Things That Hurt." As much as Gallagher's hand hurt. Okay. You go first. So you know in Boondock Saints? Yep. When... My favorite movie. Yeah, exactly. It was, My a, favorite it was a rhetorical question. That and all so, space. Yes. Nothing... Okay, I have a second one. I have a follow-up then. So okay, first yeah. is Boondock Saints, because I'm just going to pander to you and pick things from your favorite movies. Yeah. Boondock Saints, the guy's in there... The guy with the long hair. What's his name again? He's a funny guy. He's a funny guy. Yeah, he's a goofball. He's he looks a, like... Uh, he looks like... Uh, Looks like Mr. Dunyan, the old ref- uh, wrestler. Yeah, so he's in there, and Buddy grabs his hand and shoots off his finger. Yeah, I feel like that would hurt less than taking a Shea Weber slap shot on the hand. Because you think it's just like you get it over with with the shot. Yeah, it's like, like boom. It's like, well, I mean, okay, bye finger. Okay, you see you bye. And you then know. he just wraps the towel around his wrap, hand. Wrap it up. Wrap okay. it up. Okay. Okay, so that's one. You do another. So do one, then I'll one time in, uh, I was in grade six. And we were playing foot hockey at recess, and I was foot like, hockey. Yeah, you know, with the tennis ball, you never did that. No, never heard. Wow! Of hockey in my life. Wow! wow. Okay, so foot hockey special edition. Okay, just careful, foot careful. Foot hockey was is basically soccer with a tennis ball. Well, that on the apple. I can I can't imagine how I could have possibly been confused. Okay, so anyway, that so stupid. By the way, hmm, hmm. anyway, if I can finish. I was playing oh, foot hockey, and I was the tendy, and, and a shot came in, and I kind of let a rebound out. It's a little hard, because you're not wearing pads, right? So I let a rebound out, and I went to grab the tennis ball and rebound, oh. and a guy kicked it right in the hand, and I feel like it hurts similar to that. Okay. So I have a similar story about when I play goalie in soccer, but I'm not going to use that one. I'm going to go back to office space. Okay. So, you know, Monday morning... Peter. Hey, Peter. Yep. Hey, Peter, man. Hey, Peter, man. He gets to the office. He looks at that door. And he's like, ah. And he touches that door, the doorknob, and it shocks him. And that definitely hurt at least as much. Yep. That little static shock. That little definitely. minute definitely. static definitely. shock. That definitely. It's more yeah. like it's less the shock. It's, it's more, more like, like the, anti- men- it's the anticipation. Yeah. And it's shock. like a mental It's like a mental thing. You yeah. Know, it yeah. Head. yeah. Okay. And uh, do you want to hear my other one? Yes. Okay. So when I was fat, Corey... Um, this is the thing. Yeah, so when I was fat, Corey, I, my mom made this, like, really big meal, and one of it was mashed potatoes, like, part of it was mashed potatoes, and I, they, I was so excited about the mashed potatoes, because they were, like, garlic mashed potatoes, and they were scorching hot coming out of the oven, Yeah, yeah. and I ate some, and it burned my throat, and it, like, hurt for, like, three days. Three days. Um, that's pretty much days, like being out for two months. Which with a is pretty finger. much like how Gallagher feels right yeah, now. Yeah, so he's feeling that, but yeah. for two months. Yeah, but it's worse for you because he's gonna be in so much pain for so long that he's gonna get used to the pain, whereas you didn't get yeah, the benefit. I didn't, yeah, exactly. Yeah, thanks so for it's actually it's actually way so worse for you to pretty much out. like pretty much. Or I'm haunted by garlic mashed potatoes. Like yeah. I still eat mashed potatoes. But it's rare that I go to garlic mashed potatoes. Yeah, that's crazy. Whereas, like, Gallagher's never going to stop playing hockey. Can I be honest? You need to, like, jump back on the garlic mashed potatoes tree. I mean, maybe. But I, you don't know what it feels like. You know? Okay, so a little spin A little spin-off okay. of how... Uh, of what Gallagher's hand hurt like 
We're now going to talk about things that Gallagher's hand looks like. Looks like. I only have one, and it's Steve Buscemi. Yeah, that's pretty good. It like, kind of looks like Steve. Okay. Like if Steve Buscemi was a hand. Or just... If that. Steve... Yeah. <laughs> if Steve Buscemi was a hand, it just, like, it looks really, like, sad and defeated. Yeah. Like, so, like, if, if Steve Buscemi's face was a hand, it would look like Gallagher's hand because yeah. it's just, like, it's hurt. It's, like, a bit bloody. Man, he is a funny-looking guy. He's a weird-looking guy. And Gallagher's hand is pretty weird looking right now. Yeah, okay. That's good. I like that one. Okay. So, on the... Just sticking with the theme of really good movies. Yeah. Have you ever seen Scary Movie 2? Uh, yeah. Like, it's been yeah. a, it's been you a minute. You know me and my memory, but, like... Yeah. Seen it. yeah, 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 yeah. Corey's memory is apparently terrible. Shout out to Jesse Cardinal. Um, so, you know, like, the weird guy in Scary Movie 2, and he's got, like... He's got, like, a full-on mangled hand. Oh, yeah. Like... I'm just connecting the dots, but did he play hockey with Shea Weber at some point? Maybe. It's, I mean, I'm it's a saying. possibility. So, I'm, I'm actually a little concerned. Uh, they're probably... When did that movie come out? Because they could <laughs> be... That movie definitely came out before Shea Weber was in the NHL. And how old is that cat? Oh, he's... Yeah, I mean, like, maybe they played pickup once when Shea was a kid. Okay, okay. I don't know. But, that's what... That's pretty much what Gallagher's hand looked like. So, hopefully it doesn't stay like that, because... Right. Um, also, like, you know, that this is a stupid one, but I wrote it down anyways, but and now I'm just going to say it. Okay. You know, like, when you go to the grocery store and you're in the vegetable section, and you just, like, you see those, like, weird mutant vegetables? Like, okay. Like, carrots with, like, five carrots in one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's true, actually. You yeah. know what else, though? Spin-off viewers? Ginger. Yeah, it's like ginger. A root of ginger yeah. is what... Gallagher's hand looks like. Yeah, yeah. Okay, that's a really good one. Yeah. Yeah. Spoiler alert, I found that one when I was Google imaged the guy from Scary Movie 2, and there was, like, literally a picture of his hand and, like, weird carrots. (laughs) (laughs) I know it's not as cool now, but... So you actually only have one. In the interest of full disclosure. Okay. Um, You want to talk about... Now now that we're done with all the silliness, do you want to talk about trade targets? Sure, sure, yeah, sure. So we okay. talked about this. You so I threw it out on Twitter. Threw it out there. I threw it out on Twitter. I'll throw you a couple names. Okay. That people, the most common one that I got. Well, was, what did you throw out there on Twitter first? Let's, let's uh, I think I said, assuming everything stays relatively the same, who are some trade targets that you think the Habs should go after at the deadline? So I got a couple names back. The most common name that I saw was Matt Duchesne. Yep. Um, Wayne Simmons. I also got Ryan O'Reilly, Brock Nelson, and then Martin Hansel's name sort of yep. came back up from the graveyard. Uh, there were some rumors earlier in the year about it. And uh, one that I thought was kind of interesting was Charlie Coyle. Not even sure if he's UFA. I don't think he is. He's. I don't think he's a guy that Minnesota is really looking to get rid of either. So, yeah. So, what do you think of some of those? Like, um... I think Duchesne is a possibility, but more in the offseason. Like, a trade like that with term... I, I, just, just, don't, I just don't see... I don't. I, why are they trading him? <sighs> like, like, how are the Habs going to get him? Yeah. I don't understand. Well, so here's... On that note, like, every single time I've seen, like, uh, a trade offer in between... Like, uh, a hypothetical Twitter trade offer with Matt Duchesne coming to the Habs, every single time I see Placanic in the mix. And I ask the question every single time... What does Colorado want with, with Thomas Placanic? Yeah, nothing. Nothing. Like, that's not, like, a over-the-hill forward is not who they are looking for. Even if it's, he's just part of the deal, he's just, that's a non-starter. Yeah, me. yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. You, you're so, at least, okay, let's try and come up with something realistic for Duchesne, because everybody's talking about Duchesne coming to Montreal. Okay. I think Beaulieu. Beaulieu is in the mix. first... McCarron starting point. I think they want Juleson too, because they that that franchise wants defense. So Juleson, Juleson, first and McCarron. Wow. And I don't know if they like the asking price for Landeskog. Colorado's asking price for Landeskog from Boston is allegedly like a couple high end defensive prospects, another high end forward prospect, and a first. And like, I just. That's for Landis, God. I don't like. He's good. I actually, but I, think, I think 
they like Duchesne is, is a more this more chat is actually interesting because I think Bergevay actually makes a decent move come deadline and do you think he do you think he makes a move up front or on the blue line or both doesn't matter you just, I don't you think, think he's in the matter. mix for, like, for either he's, he's in the mix with everybody he's gonna go with and like, whatever he can get he's gonna go okay because I think the organization feels like okay, we're we're close. Like we're, this is this is potentially it. Here's a I just like okay, you you continue and then I'll, I'll jump. No, no, I was going to jump into some other names. Okay, I, well, I was going to jump in for some. These are some names that aren't like these guys. I feel like they're being underused by the teams that they're employed by. Chris Pronger, Mark Savard, Pavel Datsuk. Thoughts? Yeah, super underutilized. Uh, I don't think combined <laughs> zero games this year. Yeah. Uh, so who Man, knows? I think they're just looking for uh, a they're just looking for the right spot. They're just looking for a chance. They're looking for the right place to play. You no, know, Pronger was out there at the alumni game. I think that was probably just uh, he was probably just getting some some ice time, just, just loosening it up with the boys, loosening them up, like have a couple uh, yeah hot dogs with the boys and uh, yeah yeah. I mean, well, jokes aside, you were gonna name some names. I got some names. I think names. I think Patty Marlowe. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So he's got full no trade. Yeah. Full no trade. Full no trade. But he's he's shown interest in leaving before. Joe Thornton is a UFA. I know he's not going to move from San Jose. Is San Jose interested in moving Marlowe though? I, I mean, potentially. But they're in the mix. They're always in the mix, but that didn't really stop them from trying to trade Marlowe in the past. Yeah, I guess so. I don't. I just. I don't see it. I see them holding on to Marlowe. It's all, I'd see that as more of a, like, a, it's like you have so a rental what player point, But at what point do, do the Sharks, what, what point do the Sharks, like, change their tune on, like, what their nucleus looks like going into the Well, Marlo, you said he's a UFA, right? Yep. He's not getting re-signed. So, why not trade him for something that they can use going forward as a core piece? Because they're not going to be able to yeah. afford Marlo, Brent Burns, and Joey. I Thomas. just look at Marlo as a... I look at Marlowe as more of like he's a rental that you already have. Like you, you give you give him. I, you know I what see what you're like saying. He's... I see what you're saying. Like it's like I, I see what you're saying. It's like he he would be like a top trade target for most teams in the playoff mix. If San Jose, if San, has if San Jose was, and San Jose already has him, exactly. and they're in the playoff mix. Exactly. So like I get what you're saying. I just think like he could be like a dark horse. Like maybe yeah. I mean, if something if something comes up, maybe San Jose makes uh, makes another move and then. And then they use Marlowe as a chip. Otherwise, I, I don't see. I just don't see because a, a team looking to bring in Marlowe as a rental is not going to be giving up a roster player in uh, in return because, or at least on a. Okay, so Marlowe's a bad idea. It's a bad idea. I think it's a good idea. I just think in in in, in practice, it, it just doesn't work out. Okay, I think I think your argument makes sense. It makes sense. I don't really have a counter okay. Go ahead. Um, so, a lot of talk, we've talked about Duchesne a little bit with Colorado. There's been a lot of talk about Colorado, mo- mostly surrounding Duchesne and yeah. Landeskog. Okay. Um, and I'm sure there's going to be tons of holes in this in this idea too, but I'm just going to throw it out there as a defensive pick, defenseman pickup, Tyson Berry. So, Colorado... Who wants to add defensemen? No, no. Like, not even that. Colorado, the team, like, one of the worst teams in the league. Yeah. Needs to build a core. Yeah. Has three really young, great, fantastic players, and those are the three that they're going to trade. Yeah. Okay. So, Matt Duchesne, I've, I've heard Matt Duchesne yeah. has a reasonable contract. Yeah. Landis Cog, he has term. Yes. And Tyson Berry has term. Cool. So we're so, both like two for two on so, solid trade ideas. All three guys. Okay, here's a potential trade for Habs Death. Patrick Berglund. Okay, that wasn't stupid. Patrick Berglund. I was expecting something stupid because I'm like, lost to you. So, so, yeah, okay. so St. Louis has a ton of guys that need like Contracts like Jane Schwartz, yep. Kevin Shattenkirk, uh, 
I think there's a couple other names in there. So maybe like a Patrick Berglund is a guy. Well, even, like, I think there's been talk about Shattenkirk and trades for the last little while. But that's another team, but though. I, it's but like, I don't that's think a he, rental. Yeah. Well, I think at this point, it's not happening. I think if it was going to happen, it was going to happen either at the beginning of the season right. for a player with term or in the offseason. Right. But now I think, I agree, I mean, that one's not happening. But Berglund makes sense. What? Um, sorry, go ahead. I was going to say a uh, couple, like, maybe less expensive guys, Chris Versteeg. Okay. As a winger, and Redeem Verbata as a winger. Both just, like, those are lower-end pieces. But, like, yeah. Verbata has 24 points this year. He's not, like, he's not a bum. Yeah. He's yeah. been a bum. Yeah, yeah. But he's not playing like a bum. Okay. Versteeg is, like... He's kind of like an all-round player. He's not think, big, but he... I think if the Habs go for something, they go for maybe some center depth. But mostly on the back end, they're going to look at it, I think. Yeah. Yeah. On the blue line? Yeah. On the blue line. So... Oh, here's one. Yep. Seidenberg. On the blue line. Okay. He's a UFA. Okay. He's experienced. He's playing like almost 20 minutes a game in New York. They're not having a great year. They're not in a play. I wouldn't say they're sellers right now. Like the Islanders? The Islanders, yeah. yeah. Uh, I wouldn't call them sellers right now, but they're certainly not. They didn't take the step. Yeah, that's that they a potential. There's a good one. And there's a guy that he's. I think his contract is. It's about a million. And it's something realistic too. Yeah, like, and it's not like you're not looking at a crazy uh, sell. Uh, you're not looking at a crazy price for that either. I, I see him like, moving at the. I kind of like the Mar- Marty Hansel one. For I think I really Hansel, like the Hansel Marty Hansel one for depth, and like I don't know what we give. Probably picks to Arizona. Like we're loaded with second round picks. No. Yeah, we also like to. We are, but then we always trade them, and then we have we never actually pick any second round picks. That's what I mean. Like, so <laughs> maybe we just give more up for Hansel. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Yeah. Like to me, I'm at like I would rather give up the picks at this point than like mess up. Like, like I don't want to. Like, I'd rather hold on to Juleson, and I'd rather hold on. To Thousand percent, Juleson. You know I mean? Like, if you look at obviously our top two defenseman prospects are Juleson and Sherback. Uh, wow. <laughs> this guy, <laughs> obviously Sherback. <laughs> My God. Oh, Anywho, Sergachev. Well, they both start with an S, and they're Russian. Like, is that racist? <laughs> Is that racist? Sure, <laughs> back. Okay. okay. Anyway, Sergeyev and Sergeyev is going nowhere. Julson, I don't think, is going anywhere. Yeah. And so, yeah, those guys are out of the mix. If you look at our the rest of our prospects, like I don't know how much actual real trade value. No, we don't have much. Do you want? Don't have much defensively. No. Um, which is one of the reasons why we obviously went with uh, Sherbak Sergachev with Sergachev in the draft last year. Right. Yeah. Um, but anyways, now I'm just flustered. Okay. Right? So I think, I think Marty Hansel. We think Marty Hansel. Uh, Seidenberg. Seidenberg. Those are a couple good options. Those are a couple good options, and I think we're dreaming with Matty Duchesne. I think so. Absolutely. The thing, my only argument for Colorado trading him, and, I, and again, I don't think that's happening at the deadline. I yeah. think that's an off-season trade. Is he would bring back a lot? You know what I mean? Like he would bring back a boatload, and then you still have say. Like I don't think they shouldn't trade like everyone from their core. But say you 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 keep uh, Nathan McKinnon, you keep Landeskog, Tyson Berry, you've got Eric Johnson on the blue line. You've got some other pieces. They've got some decent prospects okay. in the system. That's what I mean. It's like, so you got McKinnon, Duchesne, and Landis Gog as like your three, so you're thinking they maybe dump one. Dump one? And it wouldn't be, like, I think McKinnon is, yeah, is so the one guy Duchesne that's definitely not touched. Duchesne but or... If you can, if you can, if you can just get the farm for Duchesne, then if the price is right, then do it. Okay. Moving on. Moving on. Let's talk about the All-Star game. Yep. Some big news. We've got uh, we've got Carey Price, we've got Shea Weber, and we got Michelle Terry. Before we get into that too much, like, have you seen the jerseys? Yep. Like that must be the biggest, like the largest reptile academy got together and put together these jerseys. They are so ugly, man. Like, like, no, they are so ugly. Don't defend them. I'm not going to defend all of them. I thought like one of them was okay, like the purple one with like the purple and gold. 
It's like the old school LA jerseys. You know why? You know, so that's what they did it out yeah, there. It's like, it, like it's homage to. I just feel like the All Star Game needs to be something like modern and crazy and like wild. Like they need to be like one team needs to be like it, it should be like color rush. It should be like the NFL color rush. Yeah, I mean, it I'm should not, be like all white, all purple, all black, all whatever the other ones. If are. you like, start your argument with it should be color rush, I will never argue against it. Yeah, like so, it's yes. Just, Agreed. Okay, cool. Let's move on. <laughs> so, Shea Weber, Carey Price, yeah. and... Head coach, Michelle Terrier. Head coach, our Whoa, boy now, friend, friend of the, of the show, show, Mikey Terrier. The guy is, like, honestly, I can't tell you how much I love the guy now. Like, I honestly, like, I've gone full circle. Like, I will be the first to admit, I hate the guy's guts, called for his head, questioned every little thing he's done since he got here. This year, after... All the years of, like, he's had some really good seasons here. He's had some really bad seasons here. This is the first year where I'm like, Mikey Terrier's my dude. And I will defend him. Keep in mind, you said he's had some really good seasons, some really bad seasons, and there's people say what they will about Michelle Terrier. He's only missed the playoffs as a head coach once in his career. Yeah. That's crazy. And it was last year. It was last year, so it's fresh in everyone's mind. Anyways. And he's back with a vengeance. And man, he's got the boys. And you look at all the like last. Look at all the injuries we yeah, have. Like, yeah, yeah. Prices. He deserves. He deserves. Well right now. He absolutely, one hundred percent deserves to be there. Absolutely. Should be a Jack Adams finalist. He probably will be, and then he'll. You know the curse of the Jack Adams Trophy. Back to square one next year. Anyway, oh, just kidding. Just good for Mikey, yeah. Carrie, and Shay. Uh, congrats on behalf of Habs banter. Congrats on your successes. So, do you have you looked at teams? Like, I think we lay down a bet on who's going to win this thing. Yeah. Okay. Um. um so, what do you, well first? What do you want to bet? Like some GP want, egg rolls or? Yeah. So, like, well, what are your thoughts? Like, it clearly looks like you had an idea, and mine was bad. So. Egg roll. I think egg rolls should be in the mix, and I think like maybe one of us has to wear something stupid on the podcast. Or, okay. God, what an idiot! I'm going to definitely lose now. Um, did you look at the squads? Uh, yeah, yeah. So do you know who you're going to pick? Yep. Because uh, I'm just going to decide now while you tell everyone who uh, you're picking. Who are you picking? Okay, so I'm going to go with the Central. Central. Uh, reason why I'm going with the Central. Because of Vladimir Tarasenko? I like their up front. I like their up front. Oh, yeah. um, their back end is fine. I, the one that scares me is Ryan Suter. And their tendies. Their tendies, I'm a little anxious about the tendies, but I feel like the forward group puts enough in there. PK on the back end. Here's, okay, I'm just going to be honest, though. Like, there's some injury problems with this squad, with Line A and PK being injured. Oh, yeah, Line A. Is like, and they don't have uh, okay, the league's well, best coach, Michelle Terrien, coaching them through an injury crisis. So, well, But, no, you're with Central. I'm sticking with them. So. Yeah, obviously. Um, man, I think, uh, just hot takes only, I think I've got to go with, I want to go with the Atlantic, you know, just to give some props to, okay. to the Habs, but I'm going to go with the Metropolitan. It's been, like, the best kind of it's been the best division They're, in hockey this year. That's the you best got Crosby, team. you've got Ovechkin, you've got Tavares. You've Their tendies are unreal. You've got Hall, you've got Simmons up front. That's the best, no, honestly, that's the best team. Super mobile on the back with Jones, Falk, and uh, McDonough. Yeah, no, that's, that's the best that's team. Stupid. That's the best team, and I should have picked them. Man, I'm stoked. We, we're gonna, we'll do some kind of poll or something like that on Twitter to figure out what we're going to, like, what, whoever loses has to wear okay. something stupid on, on, the, on the next podcast. Okay. Um, or the first podcast after the All-Star game. Yep. And we'll figure something out. Okay, so who would have been your dark horse for the Habs? Like, like somebody who didn't get named there that, like, is an all-star for the Habs? Uh, I think the easy one is Patches. Okay, but no, 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 but no, no, like, no, 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 like... Dark horse. Like, this year, that, like, a dark horse, like, to me, it's Radulov or Pacioretty, but, like, a dark horse on the team that would just, like, should go to the all-star game, would, like, succeed at, like, all the festivities. Sort of like, sort of like last year with John Scott, but with more of a actual tangible like, impact me, on their team. To me, it's Byron because I was like say Byron. he's got the speed for the three on three. He could do the like the uh, the uh, the the uh, 
cool. The uh, the skill challenge. Hey. Yeah. Hey. Oh. Hey. I was gonna. So it's funny because like when Byron when the voting started, there was some people joking around about how Byron should be this year's. John Scott, but then right. Byron is just good at hockey. Yeah, he's I think people year. need to realize, like, he's, he's year. not just. Uh, Congrats! He's not just a bum. Shut up, Dave. Um, he's good at hockey. He, like, goes up, he plays, spends time on the top line, and he produces yep. consistently. Okay. Um, so yeah, Byron's Byron's a good one. Yeah. Was, okay. Let's, let's agree see. on Byron. So yeah, I'd like to keep this at be under fifty minutes. Yeah. Okay. So. Oh, let's shut that go. part out. <laughs> yeah, so let's go. No, leave it. Uh, so let's go. Let's talk about Carey Price. Carey Price is struggling. Yeah, he's struggling a bit. So House Banter has done some investigative work. So let's news. let's talk about some reasons why. Um, do you want to go okay. first? Okay. So I feel like there's a couple couple reasons. Okay. Um, first one being he's constipated. Ooh. So that's probably why I get so started, upset when the crease gets run. Yeah, too. so he started like, going down. He started going downhill around Christmas time. He's put a lot of different stuff in his body. Yeah, you know it's the holidays, like Makes we all sense. do. It's no different for athletes. No. And if, uh, if there's anything that's true, it's that athletes live their lives and treat their bodies the same as. So I feel like he's constipated. It's uh, he hasn't told anybody because he's embarrassed. So a team doesn't really know, you know, like why, like why he's struggling, like why is Carey struggling? It's because he's constipated. Kind of full circle from the beginning of the year. Hasn't told anybody. He's like he's you know you move a lot slower. Uh, He's 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 not like crease like like cross crease movements don't necessarily feel that great. Uh, Don't feel great. You know he's he's his stomach's a little heavier. Uh, So I feel like he's constipated. Okay. Um, And my other one is uh, I think he might be setting an example for for his kid. You know, it's important to, to teach some, you know, values and, and, and not, you know, not everybody's perfect. And so he's intentionally... He's, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, you wow. know, he's got a kid now. And, 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 and kid, you know, being a parent is the most important job of your life. And he's, you want to get close. No, I went the wrong way. I tried to adjust the wrong way. And Carrie is taking it to the next level. That's, you know, he, he, he's the best in the world. And, you know, people call him perfect, near perfect. And he's got to show his daughter that, you know, not everybody's perfect. He doesn't want his daughter to have to live on a pedestal. So he's showing... Yeah, he's, yeah, he's taking one, he's, he's biting it for her, you know what I mean? Like, he's, he's... Biting the bullet? Yeah. That's that's the same. Yeah. That's good. So that's what I think is going on. Man, that is deep. I was just going to go with... Since he has a kid now, he's not sleeping as well. Probably something you can relate to. Yep. Um, but oof, that's good. I can't. I mean, I can't. okay, cool. So I'm right and Mark's wrong. So Elliot Friedman wrote an article. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure. Elliot Friedman this did his uh, thirty thoughts, and he talked about the Habs quite a bit. Yeah. So let me just do like a little summary here, and if you have anything to talk about, let me. He's talking about Landeskog. He's going through all the teams that are in on it, some of the offers that have come through Boston specifically, and how like the talks have stopped. And then he did a bullet after all that. And his bullet is, then there's Montreal. And you have to include the Kenneth Yang because Mark Bergevin is in everything. That made me feel good. Yeah, that was, that was good. Speaking of the Canadians, I don't believe in coincidences. There was Thomas Volcana getting 242, Power play time in Monday night's loss to Washington, scoring their lone goal. It was the team's first game since Nick Kiprios mentioned the center as a possible trade candidate in Montreal's last three outings to Toronto, Dallas, Nashville. Placanic was out there for a combined 37 seconds during the man advantage. Monday's goal was his fourth of the season, which is lower than the club would like, but Placanic is eighth among forwards in power play time per game. Nick is correct in saying moving Placanic is a possibility, but there's one thing standing in the way. They are all in this season. And he is Michelle Terry's most trusted defensive center. No one has taken more defensive zone face-offs, both at even strength and shorthanded. The best comparison is that he's taken one more offensive zone draw than the injured Alex Galchenyuk. But the latter starts in the attacking end 78% of the time. Placanic's number is 38. Yep. So, kind of back to what we were saying before of, like, not that Placanic is a rental because he has another year on his contract, but... 
I can totally see not, not wanting to trade Placanic if we're all in. If you, if you, if we, especially if we can pick up an offensive piece at center. Mm-hmm. Um, if you take, if you forget all about how much Placanic is making and what he used to do offensively, if you can focus Placanic as a shutdown defensive, not not even a two way center, just a yep. shutdown defensive yep. center in the playoffs. Yep. How can you hate that? Right. The answer should be, you don't hate that. Yeah, but everybody will. Everyone will. Uh, a few more notes on Montreal. Had a funny conversation last week with Michael McCarron. We should get Elliot Friedman on the show, maybe. You can just read it, read his piece. Sorry. I'm just kidding. Sorry, man. I'm just kidding. Sorry. Okay. I'm just kidding. I'll don't stop. It's fine. Don't be sorry. It's not your fault. You asked him about being a target, which has happened to him at prospects tournaments in the AHL because of his first-round pedigree and his size. He says he's learned to handle it because I don't say as much as I used to. You're a big talker? Yes, but not as much now. What happened? Last year we had a game against Binghamton, and I said a little too much to Mark Fraser. He crushed me in the corner and said, you better be careful. He says, the coach has told me, this is his age, Sylvain Lefebvre, uh, who are you more scared of, the dog that barks or the dog that growls? Fraser is a tough guy, so is Martin, and McCarron handled himself well in the situation. You see the scrap with Martin? Yep, I did. Good. That was a scrap. Just a sidebar, that Leafs-Habs game was a lot of fun to watch. Yes, like, man, it was, yes! Like, just, it was just good, it was exciting hockey, and like, if, if the Leafs can be relevant again, which I think we all know they're bordering upon being relevant again, like, that's yeah. an exciting young team, Yeah, a uh, Habs-Leafs rivalry again would be awesome. Because there hasn't been one in years. Yep. We, we can pretend there's one, but there hasn't been one in years. Yep. Um, but yeah, he, man, Mc, I don't even know what my point is. Love Mikey McCarron. I love McCarron. Love Mikey McCarron. He, Mike McCarron. he plays Here's the thing on Roger Here's the thing on Roger Oh, yeah. Right. He's like, watching the Can- Canadians practice in Toronto, I saw how much of a presence Radulov can be. All over the ice, very involved. He loves to practice, one teammate said. It's infectious. I'm not sure he always does the drills right, another added, but it happens in a way that makes everyone laugh. <laughs> he showed a ton of fire during Montreal's back-to-back overtime wins. He's an emotional guy. We've learned that, but those two games, even more than we were used to, we needed it. We'll wait to see what Mark Bergeron does here. As in, like, let's see as if they lock him up long-term. Yeah. Because, to me, you got to do it now. Yeah. Carey uh, Price, he asked about some outbursts we've seen from this from this season, and Carey Price said, I just have high standards for myself. Yeah, Captain serious. Yeah. Just so serious. Nikita Sherbach scored his first NHL goal. Not Mikhail Sergeyev. Yeah. Nikita Sherbach. He said he has, he was way, much more nervous for that game than he was when he first came over to the WHL from Russia. He's like, then I had no idea what to expect, and now I do. You'd think it would be the opposite, is basically what Friedman says. And uh, his family couldn't make it from overseas, and, and he asked how they react to the news. He says, my mother, she just cried. Couldn't say anything. That's awesome. Like, I, I just see, like, if that was you, you'd be the one crying on the phone. Oh, hundo. Big time. All I I'm, not saying, I all I see, all I'm not saying I wouldn't be, but I'm just saying you definitely. All I want to see is Sherbach, Chucky, Radulov, one line. Yeah. I just want to say on uh, the Sherbach point, that was a power play goal. People were worried about him not getting any ice time. It's yep. not like he played tons of minutes, yep. but the fact that he got a chance on the power play yep. and he made something with it was awesome to see. Yep. Um, going back to first goals, last year, not a lot of good stuff happened last year with the Haz, but do you remember when McCarron finally scored his first goal and the camera was on him? And on the bench when they were announcing it, and the, he's like mouthing the words of the announcer saying his name in the in the stadium. It's just like that. That stuff is awesome, and there needs to be more of that. Like, yeah, happy. Yep. Boom. Cool. Cool talk. You want to do your stuff? Yeah. So Eric Engels had a great uh, interview with. Cool. Michelle Maybe Terry. we can just get Eric Engels on to read his stuff. That'd cool. be great. Cool. Eric, if you're watching, we'd love to have you on sometime. <laughs> um, I'll start off with easily my favorite my favorite part. So, a lot of people remember a couple years ago, Terry Ryan, former Habs draft pick, came out with a book. Um, he had less than nice things to say about Michelle Terrian. Uh, so, Eric asked him about the story where he uh, was asked into, he was asked to come into Michelle Terrian's office and all Michelle Terrian did was smoked a cigarette, 
blew the smoke in his face, and told him to F off. So I was curious to see what Charing would say about that. His response was, it was 20 years ago. <laughs> so I love that it just straight up happened, and he's just like, whatever. It is what it is. That's a ledge move. Obviously, like, like, things have changed in 20 years. It's still a in, ledge move, man. In hockey, that's for sure. Like, that wouldn't fly these days. I think... Michelle Terrian goes along, goes more or less says that, like, he's adjusted a lot. Okay, I'll, a couple a couple interesting points. I'll ask you what you think about it. Um, I'm going to cut this part out. Okay, here's what, here we go. Because we talk about Michelle Terrian's tactics a lot. A lot of people talk about it yep. on Twitter or whatever. So we asked him about his tactics. A lot of people say the tactics you employ are now outdated. Uh so Terrian goes on to say, people think that Habs just dump the puck, dump the puck out, dump the puck in. Um, but he goes on to say, you know, like it's really our last, it's our last, our last option is to dump the puck. Yeah, but, he talks about percentages. Yeah, he talks a lot about percentages, the system's about percentages, and that if you are in a situation where you have to dump the puck, it's better to dump the puck out than it is to make a low-risk oh, play, force a play that may be over the middle of the ice, whatever, which... I found the most... Yeah, okay, continue. What, what did you find the most interesting? I thought it was interesting. I, mean, I don't know if it was when he was talking about percentages, but he was talking about how good players will always take advantage of other teams' weaknesses. Yep. And I think it was when he was talking about percentages. And I found that to be the most interesting piece, is how he game plans for each team's weaknesses, and he does so based on percentage plays. And he has times throughout the games, like moments throughout the games or like areas of the ice where those percentages are higher. And he like teaches the players throughout, like in preparation for the game from watching film of when those high opportunities are going to come. Which like, to me, I was like, wow, he actually uses his brain. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm like, my God, like, <laughs> like we're all wrong. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. like, Anyway, I mean, some, it, sometimes it doesn't feel like it when you're watching the game. It doesn't feel like he does much adjusting on the fly. Right. But, I mean, just going back to how successful the Habs have been this year, and obviously, right. yeah, yeah. obviously he's not doing everything wrong. Yep. Um, it'll be interesting to see. Like, I've, I've said this before. I think I really want to see how he does, how the Habs do in the playoffs and how he coaches in the playoffs because mm-hmm. I think we've run into some problems in a seven-game series yep. with different teams. But I think, like he said today with, with Eric Engels, like he's he's always learning. You have to always learn. And that was a couple of years. Like our last playoff appearance was a couple of years ago. To think that we're just going to do the same thing over and over again that we've done in the past that has or hasn't worked is, I mean, there's no point in assuming that we're just going to go yep. to the playoffs and do terribly and whatever. Yep. Um. One thing I found kind of funny was he was asked about his biggest weakness. Um, and he was asked, he was saying, to, like, he thinks about things 24-7. Mm-hmm. He can't turn his mind off. And he goes on to talk about how, you know, last year it started that he, uh, he, uh, he, can't, he can't watch TV because there's always something on TV talking about the Habs, so he started to get into Netflix. Yeah, and he House was, like, of watching Cards. House of Cards. Yeah. So who is he in House of Cards, do you think? Like, does he have, like, a, a character in House of Cards? It's like Michelle Terry. I don't even know if there is a Michelle Terrian in House of Cards. I just thought of it, and I need to ask the question. Because uh, I kind of have an answer, but it's like a weird answer. I'll, I'll say it while you're thinking. So you, there's that grumpy guy in Frank Underwood's old town that like lost, always loses the election to him. Yeah. And I feel like old Michelle Terrian is that guy. Right. He just like sits on his porch right. and drinks right. his iced tea, right. and he like hates everyone. And he like he's probably smoking. He probably right. just told he probably just called someone to his porch so right. he could smoke, take a deep breath of his cigarette, and blow his smoke in his face and tell the guy to get off his porch. Right. Like that's old Michelle Terry. I don't think I don't know if new Michelle Terry is. Uh, is I it, think uh, maybe 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 new Michelle Terry is Frank Underwood and Kurt Muller is Mrs. Underwood. Yeah, Claire. Yeah. I kind of like it. Yeah, because he he kind of he kind of does background work, you know. Or. Kirk Muller is the security guy driver. 
Ooh, yeah, 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 the guy gets dusted? Yeah. Yeah, for sure, yeah, for sure. Another interesting That's point. Kirky, for sure. Okay, so, okay, okay. spoiler alert, by the way. Okay, spoiler alert. Here it is, spoiler alert. Here it is, here it is. Underwood? Yeah. Burgi. Okay. Okay. Oh, yeah. He I wheels the deals. I know where you're going. I know where you're going with this. Where's that word? I know where you're going with this. Claire? Yeah. Mikey. Okay. Mikey. Kirky. Is the uh, the security guy? Okay. Kirk is the security guy because he's kind of he's kind of like he's watching the two of them, but he's got a little so soft Mikey? spot. Mikey's Claire. Who's Mikey? Tyrion. Oh, okay, yeah, no, I got confused there. Okay, so Bergie, Mister Underwood. Yeah. Okay, Frank Underwood. I was thinking you were gonna Claire, say Mikey Tyrion, and security guy. I was thinking maybe you were going to say Doug is, is Terry. Oh, oh, There's like, oh, there's layers to this Oh, okay. He's got his okay. dark, because he's dark, he's got it. So I, I, yeah, I'm actually locked in on Doug now, because he's got his, like, dark past, you know, like, his dark past of telling guys to F off. And he's willing to do whatever blowing, it takes. He's willing to do whatever, whatever it takes. For Burgie. Yeah. So, now but I'm locked in like, on Doug. But I feel like, I feel like Claire and the security guard, like, they, uh, they, uh, you know? Yeah, so but I like feel along like, with, so I feel along like, with, not like Underwood. Say, yeah, you know what I mean. And then yeah, just, okay, but yeah. Listen, but listen, so I like, just feel like I feel like <laughs> Kirky. I feel like Kirky. Uh, like Terry has a little soft spot for Kirky, yep, and that's kind of you know how it fits together. I don't know. I'm not sold on Doug, but not a bad option. Yeah, I think once you brought the love triangle into it, right before you 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 end the episode. Because I know that's that's your that's your move. Um, before you brought the love triangle aspect into it, yeah, um, I was set on Doug, but now I'm back. I'm back. I meant to say this at the start of the episode, but you look great tonight, and like, like you have a great hair day going on, Thanks. and like the beard is like trimmed. You got polka dots on the shirt, and like Under Armour. He only shorts. has Under Armour gym shorts on. Just so you guys know. Thanks for watching, guys. It was a fun episode. Um, Find us on YouTube. You can find us also the audio on iTunes, and you can always find us on allabs.net. Peace. Yeah. I like to make money get turned. I like to make money get turned. I like to make money get turned. Got the white girl talking like the work. I like to make money get turned. I like to make money get turned. I like to make money get turned. Got the white girl twerking like the work.